<laughs> Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. I was going to do that forever, but it sounded like... It was, <laughs> the whole show. I would love that. Fully sounded like the Swedish chef and not... It's Santa. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you know, it is the season for Awkward Staff Parties, and this year you are invited to sit in on ours. We, um, we decided to play a game of Secret Santa, but instead of a box of flop candy, uh, like Tough Affair or something, we picked a film for each other to watch. Um, and then we get to, we're going to guess who assigned it to us, um, except that since we realized there's three of us and that our skills of deductions <laughs> could easily lead us to who did it, we um, we got, we roped in wife of the show, Ellen Legui, to be our administrator which she loves mm-hmm. very much. Just kidding. Yeah, she, we didn't give her a hard time she, at all. She was super stressed, but well, yeah, she was really, really being afraid. Sorry, Ellen. Thank so you. Then she, so then she sent us all three titles. We watched all three. And then at the end of the show, well, actually, we have locked our answers in. And Answers end, are locked. Answers are locked. They're locked. And we will, at the end of the show, we'll reveal who our guesses are for who assigned each, who picked the film and who they assigned it to. Um... But obviously, I cannot do it alone, because I am joined by my co-workers, the middle-aged lady in the reindeer antlers, Sonia Stanger, oh. um, and the guy that pitches holiday drinks at 1.30 every day of December, Jeremy Legui. <laughs> uh, that's me. Yeah. Hey, what's up? That's Love my role. That that's, hey, y'all. That's, my best, that's what I do in the group. <laughs> He's Have just a been? cool guy. He's just a cool guy. <clears throat> He's a bit of fun. Yeah. He has his moment. Um, all right. So your background is like changing colors. Are you? Yeah, I did that. Yeah. Oh, He's okay. got a cool Gen Z light. Yeah, you're yeah. Very, you're doing Gen Z. I'm, I'm, I'm really amping the radio up right now with my sweet, <laughs> sweet mood lighting. I am leaving no crumbs. I am... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a mild slay. My boss like found out about that saying and she's like, I ate all of the crumbs. And it's <laughs> oh, like, <God>. what? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so what should we start with? Just randomly? We could go alphabetically. We can. We could because that would put us starting right with A. Addicted mm-hmm. to love. Oh boy. Oh boy. <clears throat> now had I haven't seen this movie before. Nor I. Um, I mean, I think I was surprised that it wasn't Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that did shock me just a little bit uh, with Matthew Broderick in there. I also but, was, um, was surprised by Matthew being there. Should we say? Should we say what it is? Yeah, we can yeah. do that. Who's got a succinct plot? Um. I mean, it's kind of hard to. It's it's such a weird movie, honestly. It is, it is. pretty weird. Um, it's a very weird. Yeah. Matthew Broderick is an astronomer, I guess, in a small town, yep. I guess. Yeah. Who has a beautiful blonde girlfriend named Linda, and every day at noon, he refocuses his super powerful uh, telescope to watch her in the schoolyard where she works, and she waves at him, and all the kids wave at him, and his entire and then, staff uh, also. <laughs> Put aside their professional life and does that every day. Yep. It makes sense. Um, It doesn't affect the science at all. And then, I forget why, but Linda goes to New York. 
She just wants more out of life. No, she yeah. like she's like I'm gonna be gone for two months for this like yeah. internship or something. Retreat. Right. And right. he's like, and he's feeling so toxic about it he's like don't go and she's like it feels like a good opportunity for me and he's like do not leave he's needy he's so needy he even drives his car onto the tarmac like this is obviously this is obviously a pre-9-11 but he drives his car right beside the there's so much stuff that's illegal in this movie yeah and the whole time like you're watching it you're just like that's not okay and every scene, there's something you're like, no, that's probably bad. <laughs> no, bad. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, okay, so then Linda's in New York for a bit, and then her dad comes over to his house and delivers him basically a Dear John letter saying that she's broken up with him and wants to stay in New York. So then he, naturally, gets in his car and drives to New York. Drops everything, his professional life. He's a sexful astronomer. <gasps> Steals some equipment, I guess. Um... And then uh, goes to spy on Linda and, like, breaks into this, like, um, vacant loft across the street from her new apartment where she's living with her new French lover and uh, starts watching her. Just stalks her. Mm-hmm. But and in he a fun just, way. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't just watch her. He makes one of the world's most intricate camera obscuras that projects a one-to-one version yes. of her apartment into the room that he is in. Mm-hmm. Which is a totally fine thing to do. Yeah, normal um, behavior. And but then also, a, a strange figure um, comes across his path, which is Meg Ryan, who is similarly stalking her ex-lover, who mm-hmm. is dating Matthew Broderick's ex-lover. So they are both stalking and watching the same couple, and they initially get off on a bad foot, but then obviously they have things in common because they're creeps, and they start to like kind of fall for each other. And, you know, things ensue. They start framing, they start terrorizing this couple, basically, trying to break them up. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At one point, like, I would call, I would call the big incident an attempted murder. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I think we get to the point, like, let's, you know, they like, wave cause, aside all the psychological things, but, like, it gets pretty dark. They cause they major destruction in that man's life, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he seemingly is like he's not the best guy but he's didn't need this yeah like there's no justification for it he's a serial cheater but i mean he's french um wow we do not (laughs) cjtr does not support these you know what france you're fine (laughs) deal with your racism problem and then i'll stop (laughs) and then we'll talk (laughs) and then we'll talk but yeah so then it's a bit of an enemies to lovers situation and uh at the end, uh, they do successfully break up Linda and the French guy, uh, and then she comes crawling back to Matthew Broderick when he shows up, and she has no questions about the fact that he shows up the day after she splits up with her French guy. Um, but then he realizes that Meg Ryan is who he wanted all along. And Meg Ryan is doing full oh. girl with the dragon tattoo. Like, she's got a motorcycle. She's all in leather. She's got she's a lot of got, eyeliner on. She's still got the Meg Ryan hair. Meg Ryan but is kind of pretty great. She's so great at this. I think this is the darkest she gets. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is probably- she. She's like, she's like, this is my down in the muck. Like my Anne Hathaway is, uh, like, is in Les Mis. Like Charlie's Theron <laughs> monster. She's like, yeah. this is the level I'm doing. 
Yeah. Which is slightly tousled hair, basically. <laughs> yeah, <that's my> <laughs> but then she's actually great, is the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she's great. Well, yeah, well, I, Meg Ryan's, like, that's a, she's a top tier actress. We can't so argue. This is, yeah. this sort of an hour 30 rom-com is her, is her thing. Mm-hmm. The twist is that she's kind of, a, that she's a creep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as is Matthew Broderick, and I will say that I do appreciate, I can't remember the French guy's real name, Chiquet? Ch- Ch- Hang on. I don't even know. I don't even know. It starts with a, C- a T-C-H. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. I do think he's talented, like I've seen this guy before, but his fall in this is quite well done. Yeah. Like, he gets real pathetic real quick. Well, and, uh, no, it, like, they destroy every aspect of his life. <laughs> yeah. They do. At the they end, really do. They his restaurant his... has been taken for him. He's in a body cast, and he's covered in, a, like, allergic reaction rash. It's really <laughs> sad. They're coming for his health, his, <laughs> yeah. his skeleton. And, well, but Matthew Broderick also befriends him at one point, mm-hmm. and, like, they are actual friends, and he's like doing it to hurt him. It's emotional too. Yeah, it, 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 it's every, it's every, it's every step of the way. Yeah. Um, which maybe and that guy did him a major favor. Off. He was assaulted by him in the street, and he still gave him a job. Yeah, he did. Like that's nice. That is nice. Yeah, no, he he did a lot for him, and I mean, I guess in the end it did work out, uh, and. Wrongs were righted, but they still had to live through that, right? Like, mm-hmm. that man was still in that cast for six to eight weeks, just unable to scratch his entire body. Well, and you're never quite the same after you break a bone. Mm. Lasting effects. That's true. My ankle's been telling me how cold it is all week, so oh. I know that. I feel like oh. an old lady. But <laughs> the nice thing is he does end up with Linda in the end. Linda comes back mm-hmm. to him and takes care of him in his... In his cast. Uh, in his <laughs> so, hour of need. In his hour of need. Um, okay, did you guys, did, were you guys like rooting for them? Maddie B and... Um, no. Like Meg Ryan? No. It was like, kind are of we weird because be? Matt, cause Maddie B was playing this character that he kind of always is. was like, oh, I'm getting dragged into something kind of crazy. Yeah, but, and I'm like, stressed he, about it. But it's like, you are the one that has been stalking this woman for a week <laughs> before this. Like, he's acting like, oh, things are out of my control. I'm getting in too deep. And it's like, you started at 10. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know why you're acting like things are are, lose, are spinning out of control. Well, there, there is also this really great kind of moment where you're like, you're watching this movie and you're kind of like, oh, he's going to go get winner back. You know, like they're going to go work it out or whatever. and. Then he just sets up a meticulous apparatus of lights and gears. And then I believe it's the shot where he's like painting the white wall that you like really see the image like come into focus. Yeah. And you're just like, this man is un- not well. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Like if you put different music under this, this would be a horror movie. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think we're supposed to be like, this woman is so mean. And she like she was like, I'm trying to tell you I'm unsatisfied with my job in this small town mm-hmm. and I would like to go mm-hmm. somewhere else. And he's like, never, nope, and I won't even let you go by yourself. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So Like, do I, mean, I think she was a little fickle? 
and moved on very quickly both times and kind of like didn't really know what she wanted and probably kind of used some time on her own to sort of figure herself out. Yeah. Like there are mm-hmm. some valid criticisms of Linda, but that does not justify <laughs> criticisms of Linda. <laughs> full on stalking. <laughs> There's no justification for that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, that's crazy. Can I read to you guys a line that I was shocked that Please. Meg Ryan said? So th- sh- he's like, oh, like when she breaks up with him, she'll come back to me. And Meg Ryan is like, the only way she'll come back to, y- to you is if a stream of semen shoots her across the street. <laughs> I was like, Meg I paused Ryan. the movie at that moment. I was like, wow, this is a lot filthier than I expected. I like, and I kind of like to, it. What a thing to say. Uh, <laughs> this movie's got- filthy. Uh, do you guys want to know something I was thinking when I was watching it? Yeah. Yes. I would love to see a play where you have like projectors. It would be so good. Oh god, (laughs) what did you think I was gonna say? Never mind, keep going. Okay. Um, but I would love to see a play of this where it's just the two people in the crappy apartment. Mm. Yeah. And like there's projections of what's going on and sounds and stuff. That's a perfect way to do it, actually. Yeah. It's just them staring out in the audience. That'd be so fun. Uh because some of the dialogue is just absolutely crazy. Yeah, it absolutely is. The whole movie is is like basically just unhinged from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, okay, you guys, I'm only allowing us ten minutes to each because we Ooh, have, okay. you know, it's tight. So yeah. if we have one more, anything to button up on this? Anything else you guys want to say? Final thoughts? I think it's a credit to everyone in this movie's performance. That the, that the movie was as fun as it was because it like mm-hmm. kind of doesn't make sense that it was so fun. Yes, and I think that if you really feel the same way some people in this movie do, that you should seek professional help. I agree. <laughs> you are not entitled to someone's love. But you're right. I think a fun project for someone would be to get their hands on some sort of minor music and cut this in an extremely horrifying <laughs> horror movie way yeah if you're a film student you can have that idea for free yeah because i think that you could <laughs> have it, some fun take it and that. go yes um okay well then let's move on to the alphabetically the next one which starts with c which is a film called cha-cha real smooth i love um, that title by the way yeah no it's a good title uh oh sanj you kind of did the last one i can talk about this one okay um cha-cha real smooth Opens with a young man at a bar mitzvah who's fallen in love. Yes. And he is in love with what I will call unknowingly the facilitator of that party. <laughs> and, and it does. The bar mitzvah facilitator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does not go great. It does not go horrible. But he is left heartbroken as he drives off. I think that's one um, of the best ways it could have gone, honestly. She mm-hmm. I mean, down like, yes. quite easily. That is true. That, but he was still heartbroken. Like he, oh, like yes, he wasn't still. Yeah, he fell too hard too quick. Anyway, um, then we see this this boy grow up and graduate college in a kind of confusing montage of of party dancing, and he's back at home, <laughs> and he has to take his brother to a bar mitzvah. I don't know, like I don't know the frequency with which these happen. It did it's seem the like they're coming pretty thick and fast in this film. Like it, like like every night, it seemed like they're off to another bar mitzvah. Like anyway, the, I don't know the Jewish community in this. Jersey town or whatever, like it's maybe yeah, maybe they just like to party. Anyway, he's working at like a corn dog stand. Yeah, meat sticks. It was meat called. Sticks. Yes, <laughs> which I like. Meat sticks. Uh, 
our our hero is played by where's his name here? Cooper Ray. Cooper, who also directed and wrote this mm-hmm. this bad boy. Um. Anyway, uh, he meets Dakota Johnson, who is like an, an a hot older lady who's taking her daughter to the parties, and they kind of hit it off, and they have all this chemistry, and with that, they decide that he should be his daughter's her daughter's babysitter. That's where that's where this is gonna go. Because she anyway, the he has a connection with the daughter. She's she likes him. And so yeah, she's, she's autistic, like, okay. and she's a bit older than the other kids in the class. And right away, he's just like very nice to her and treats her like a person. And so the mom's like, "Oh, this is refreshing. I mm-hmm. think you'd be good at yeah. this." Uh, anyway, so they they he sort of starts a business as the facilitator, the, which uh, I thought was a, I thought we learned was a job earlier on in the film. What was the but, What was the name? The uh, he's the party starter. <laughs> But it was like no, no, no. jig jig uh, consultant coordinator something. <laughs> it was <laughs> this crazy name. Damn. Uh, anyway, he sort of navigates his relationship with uh, Dakota Johnson, whom they are both attracted to, but she is engaged, and there's some negative things that happen to her, and ultimately they just sort of work out their relationship. And I don't know. Do we want to spoil it? This is a new movie. Mm. You're right. We can just say that it was, it was a coming-of-age thing. He's a young man. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. Things happen. Yes. Um, I'm just going to draw a line in the sand right now. Wow. And I'm you, I'm going to say... Are you going to say Dakota would, Dakota's not a good actress? Uh, no, I think she's fine, actually. Okay. I think I, I think in the circle of the main sort of five, six people, including the like little brother of the, this cast, they're all very solid. Yeah. yeah. And then they were clearly out of money. And just got whoever was around. <laughs> like, like the fiance guy, not not a great job. I thought he Some was Some of good. the other parents, no. It's so weird. It's, it is, we're entering, like, a Gen Z age of awkward filmmaking. Mm. I'm here for it. I want to see it. Like, I want it to go down. But it needs, it, like, that blade needs to be honed. You know what I mean? Ooh. Fair. I thought it worked, <laughs> yeah. but that's fair. Um... Yeah, I think that they, they were, he was really, maybe this is the filmmaking point of view, but they really showed that fiance as they led him to sound, feel like a kind of a violent kind of man, but he's just a normal man mm-hmm. that was just reacting to as like what would happen if a 20 year old boy was like, sniffing around your 15 year old daughter and your 30 year old wife or whatever and be like okay you're kind of like i'm i'm not gonna be completely open with you you're a little weird mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and, they, I were, feel like and it... they, they were pointing that as like he's obviously evil <laughs> like, yeah no i think I... this is fair <laughs> I feel like that was very much supposed to be kind of like from andrew the main character's point of view and then like as stuff gets revealed, we kind of get a slightly more nuanced view of the fiance. And I feel like that kind of depicts him, his like shifting perspective, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong, but that's how I read it. Um, I thought this movie was really charming. I was charmed. I think I was, uh, I was a little bit preparing myself for something like violent to happen. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? Like I didn't really think it was just going to be a sort of, uh, coming of age thing. I felt like it was building to something violent. 
I don't know why. Maybe I'm just broken by movies. I uh, I also there there are movies that have come out that are like this. I would say, um, Bo Burnham's what's it called? Six, uh, eighth grade. Six? Eighth grade. Yeah. Yep, different thing. Uh, anyway, there there's that, and then Promising Young Woman, and I don't know if I just associated them. But the whole time, I just felt a building of dread. Yeah, that never, that never actually like culminated into anything. And I think like it's it's sort of like a. I, I'm reminded of like some older Italian films okay, that are I, like. I was like, is Dakota Fan Dakota? I keep saying Dakota Fanning. Dakota <laughs> Johnson, the performance she was giving, was like blue velvet, like a very yeah. strange, weird woman, like. That I was like, what is this fragile woman's deal? And, in, mm-hmm. but she just is like, kind of, she's apparently just normal. Well, <laughs> she literally says in the movie that she's been depressed her whole life. So I don't know about that. Okay, okay. You know, you're I think she's just a really sad person. I just like, I felt like, I was like, something's up with her. Mm-hmm. But but, to, it, but I think you guys are right about that tension, and I think that was intentional. I think it, oh, yeah. similar to eighth grade, is capturing that feeling of like dread and intensity of those like coming of age periods where you're just like, my life is what? What is my life? What am I doing? What am I gonna do? Like, what will I do with my life? Like, just I don't know. It really yeah. hit mm-hmm. home for me. But there was, um, yeah, I liked the mate, Cooper's performance was pretty good. He was great at writing this line of like, very charming, very annoying, like literally a 22 year old boy. Yeah. Um, but a 20, and a 22 year old boy who's like deeply emotionally mature in some ways, like strikingly so, and then does something and you're like, there's the 22 year old. Like, yeah, I see. Like, wow, that was completely thoughtless of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also um, surprised Brad Garrett as a very um, reined in sort of <laughs> dad character. His stepdad, his stepdad his, Greg, who he's so mean to. He's like the he's only person so in the movie that he's him. mean to. But I really like it because, again, I think it's kind of the same thing as with the fiance, where it's like we kind of are seeing him through Andrew's eyes. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just feel like it adds depth to the character that he's just like such a dick to him. Uh, I re- I really got the feeling that the whole thing was about like him kind of wasting his time because there are all these like much more sort of intense and interesting relationships happening around him that he's like he's interested in talking with his brother, like he's interested in interacting with his mom, but like ultimately he's just trying to like either go chase this other girl or uh go chase dakota um yeah and his I mom do... and his brother love him so much and he's so yeah oh no they're the other time but i do feel like i i think this is a thing and it's like a film without an act three and i think it's i do think it's a new kind of filmmaking because i don't know if you guys noticed all of the like handheld stuff <laughs> which is like crazy it didn't drive me crazy i was act- i actually thought it was maybe the most interesting thing because, like, it's textbook wrong. Like, it's, like, not a thing you do. But I think they're trying to convey, like, the normalcy of it. And, like, holding a phone and, like, watching a video that way is now so normal mm. that, like, that is, the, I think, the thing they're trying to, like, capture. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was made with, like, more, like, not that it's a negative, but, like, more cheaper, smaller cameras just to, like, 
do whatever they need to do. Mm-hmm. There were some shots that were pretty bad. And, like, that means they had to use a smaller camera to, like, fit in somewhere. Anyway, um, I like, I'm interested to see where it goes. And I think that it will kind of be a moment. A part of me does not like this movie. <laughs> That's fair. It's pretty schmaltzy. Yeah. Um, I do want to highlight Vanessa Berghart, who played Lola, um, Dakota Johnson's autistic daughter. Um, I thought she was so charming and just brought, like, so much to this character and very wonderfully, is actually autistic herself, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the, the bar is literally in hell when it comes to representation, but um, it's really nice to see someone bringing their actual lived experience, and I read an article that she actually, like, consulted with Cooper Rafe in making the movie, um, so she, like, rewrote some of the scenes and, like, brought some of her own experience to it, which I think is really nice. Yeah, and I feel like it's Yeah, um, yeah and... I'm oh, sorry. Well, I do, I do think, like, the core six people in this movie, like her included, and I don't know the brother's name, but um, Leslie Mann as well, really great job. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, and Leslie super, Mann, looks super, super incredible. great job. Yeah, she. Was oh great. yeah. Um, yeah, I think that I, he's a one to keep an eye on, like a twenty-five-year-old mm-hmm. like filmmaker that's done. I think this is his second, mm-hmm. and it's like okay. Um. Also, I just wanted to say that the age difference between him and the uh, the first woman that he got turned down by was the same as him and Dakota, <gasps> which I'm like, is that something, is that what's going on here, sir? Anyway, mm. um, we will be right back with our Secret Santa in just a few minutes, and you are listening to 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. And we are back on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We'll be right back playing Secret Santa in a few minutes, but after but first we'll play a little game <laughs> lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. I I could have listened to you do that forever. Yeah. Um <laughs> We have a half hour. For those who for those who don't know or if you're just tuning in. The game is where I spend literally no time this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Um, I think that this is probably one of the times where you might both get a point. Don't tease us. Don't Don't tease us. I could be I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But are you guys ready to put points at this point? So I don't it's not that she's got a little pert butt this one. (laughs) Maybe maybe (laughs) four. (laughs) Okay. Uh this week's title is American Outlaws. (laughs) That title again, American Outlaws. Wow. Okay. See now my my like resistant like defiant part of myself just wants to go the most outrageous, and like try and get it wrong. Like what is that self destructive impulse? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna but go I'm for just... it. Okay, I think. Yeah. Wait, what was the title again? American Outlaws. I think American Outlaws is a gritty gay Christmas romance. Fine. About two. Two GGCR. Old West outlaws on the run <laughs> who go enemies to lovers. They're thrown together when they're like, they do like a prison escape from the sheriff. And then, but they're from like different rival 
troops. I don't know what groups of outlaws are called. A murder outlaw. Gangs. Yeah. I was gonna say gangs, but it felt wrong. Um, but then you know, through their adventure, through the course of their Christmas time adventure, um, they fall in love. It's very beautiful and touching. Wow. Uh, may I may I insert a line into the trailer for you? Yeah. Uh, it's one saying to the other in like a moment, like, uh, like at the campfire when everything's real quiet. Yeah. He'll be like, "I'm glad you didn't get hung," <gasps> and then they lock eyes for a moment. Oh, <laughs> it's Hank's chair. <laughs> That's why and then the, other one the goes, devil it's, entendre. It's he he knows what he's doing. He knows. Yeah. He's. <laughs> Sean, what's American Outlaws about? Okay. Um, I believe that it is about um, an entrepreneur and she's starting a a doll shop in the form of like American Girl dolls. But instead, each one of them are like dolls of famous outlaws uh, and assassins and despicable people throughout history. And people are like, this is not picking up. And she's like, I have a dream. I have a dream. And... um, (laughs) So then all of her her best-selling dolls, uh, her her squeaky fromes, her, uh, all, you know, like, just despicables throughout nature, throughout history, uh, they start selling really well. And um, she actually becomes a successful businesswoman. And that's how she, yeah. get, she made American Outlaws. Uh, okay. Wow. Thank you. Um, do I have anything to insert into the trailer? Not at this time. Um, uh, thank you both for your, uh, suggestions, um, possibly better than the real film American Outlaws. Uh, American Outlaws has been selected for the game for you by wife of the show, Ellen Legui. At one point in time, we were considering needing a fourth film to offset understanding who picked what. And that was what she had prepared in order to, uh, to do that. But we didn't do that. So it slid right into the game slot. Uh, thank you, Ellen. Uh, American Outlaws is a 2001 American Western alternate history film um, starring Colin Farrell, Scott Kahn, and Allie Larder. Okay, so far uh, we're both like not far away. <laughs> yeah, it's not, you're not far at all. Um, it is a story about Jesse James and his gang, and they go around and they shoot people. Um, it really bombed hard yeah. so it cost 35 million dollars and it made 13.6 million dollars no uh all around not successful um but uh if you're interested i mean kathy bates and timothy dalton are in the cast so might, um, be, might be worth the check out okay i think that my idea is better imagine <laughs> a, t- be better. A, t- a little patty hearst doll <laughs> on a shelf things like come hmm. on yeah if <laughs> Sean, I think if Timothy Dalton's still involved, I'm on board. Like, I think that's really the thing I cared about in terms of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, thank you for playing. Thank you. <gasps> she could be the shop owner. She's maybe like, you know, too old. Maybe. <laughs> 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 I'm imagining this. We don't let women a young woman's dream, but... <laughs> age, so. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you for that, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. No, thank you for not giving us any points. Yeah, ouch. That's, that's, I thought that's, I was close. Problem, <laughs> With my gay Christmas cowboy romance. And honestly, You're pretty close. I'm excited for that film. Mm. Um. Okay. Well, now we discuss our very final film, 
st- starting with a T, and it is called Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, or, boy. Or, as the credits read when we first started it, it said Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex. It's so it, yeah. I don't know what is correct. I didn't even but, notice that. But her yeah. name is Tammy, but the credits said Tanny. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so that made me so know we're off to a good start right off the beginning and really that does set the tone for the whole movie it kind of does uh may, uh may i inform you guys how i was able to watch this movie mm-hmm. yes are you aware of what's happening with this movie right now in, no. in its moment oh no? actually i did i just did find this out when i was wikipedia yeah. today so the movie in its entirety is played on a tv inside the video game High on Life uh, from Justin Roiland, which just came out. And it's the whole movie. Wow. And I watched it in the game. I just parked my, you did. my you guy did? on his couch. I did. I watched that. That's how I watched the whole thing. It was so easy. Wow. And uh, wow. there are, there is like three or four commercials. Cause it, so in the, in the game, um, <laughs> in the game, uh, aliens realize that if they eat people, they can get high. So there's like all this demand to get human beings to like for this cartel. Anyway, um, so you're trying to stop that, and uh, the cartel has taken over all the humans, and they now have a human TV channel where all these aliens get to watch whatever. And one of the movies is Tammy and the T Rex, and so like four times there's like a host who's like this alien in a human costume who's like saying these weird facts before there's these crazy commercials, and then they kind of just keep going. Anyway, I watched this whole movie. On wow. in this video that's game. amazing yeah and like also we have powers like oh, we, we have like, major we, have... Yeah. we know we know things about the the zeitgeist that we we're making things happen somehow <laughs> that we don't even know I... that we know we don't yeah like know. it's like here let's see let's see what we can do what's uh sonia pick the most obscure text you can think of right now Ed, Ed, edmund spencer's the fairy queen Okay, and is it what is that a play? It's wow. an extremely long uh epic poem from the Renaissance. Okay. And Sean, who is going to uh make the soundtrack to the musical of that? Trent Reznor. Okay, that's what's gonna happen in three to six months. Okay. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. Watch. Called it if it happens, you guys, I don't even know what we're gonna do. We should we also to... say we're all gonna win the lottery as well. Yeah, we should use this for a bit of good and not just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, and not just weird not... clout. Not any of that $5, $10 stuff. Mm-mm. Like, enough to stop working. No, Mama's got student loans. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Man, if I even got enough to get rid of that, that would I would feel like a champion. Oh, get us down to zero? That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we need to start talking about this film because there's a lot to talk about. There is. Yeah. A, a, okay, so... A comedy of errors. <laughs> so, it is from 1994. I would have assumed it was from 84. Like, mm. easily. <laughs> but, um, basically... It stars young Denise Richards and Paul Walker. Um, and it's about... Uh, a, a, okay. It's about a couple, a boy and a girl, and they're dating. And then the boy gets into... Uh, he is beat up by a gang of men and, thro- and thrown into a wildcat reserve where he is mauled by a lion. Yeah, then, that's called attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Then right, he yeah. wakes up. Uh, also, he is mauled by a lion, and he wakes up with not a scratch, clear, clear skin. Uh, yeah. Looking yeah, nothing, nothing's wrong with looking his face. like a dreamy Paul Walker. Nothing wrong. Wearing a tube in his nose or whatever. 
Anyway, so he wakes up and then evil scientists kidnap his body, his comatose body, because they want to put his brain inside a dinosaur. But wait, the dinosaur is an animatronic dinosaur, animatronic T-Rex. So somehow they do put his brain into the robot and his brain is now in there. And so he is now the T-Rex. And he uh, he gets his revenge on the scientists that did it to them. And then he goes he goes on a murderous rampage. And uh, and then she tries to find a body to put his brain into, along with her friend. Um, her iconic friend, Byron. Her iconic friend, Byron. And then, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Except at the end, spoiler alert, she doesn't have a body yet. So she just has his brain in like a jar in, in her goo. room. Yeah. And then she sort of makes his brain have an orgasm. Yeah. This like is what I This is what I believe yeah. as well. I yeah. think I think the the whole deal there is like you watched this crappy movie and so your reward is, you know, you're oh, clearly you're a thirteen year old boy. Yeah. And you're watching this on like, I don't know, CBC or whatever. And it's now one thirty AM that you've stayed up to see the end of this crappy movie. So we'll reward you with this uh sexy dance. Well, it also begins yeah. with a sexy dance, so it's sandwiched with sexy dance. True. Yeah. They they knew their they knew their audience. They lured them in and then give them the the big payoff. Um, okay, so I don't know if we've talked about how stilted and weird every interaction is. Like, so we begin um, with a like a gang of students trying to beat up Paul Walker, and they are bloodthirsty, like like bare teeth, ravenous. They want to see him beat up, and then him and the bully, who's Denise Richards' ex, get in sort of a fight that ends in just a. A ball clenching standoff, <laughs> and they yeah. both just clench each other's balls. <laughs> and the cops until come. the co- until the police have to come because it lasts so long, and force each other to release their grip. Have you ever heard of such a thing? No, <laughs> but that it really did set the tone, and then the whole rest of the movie was the same kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Also, just like no, like. There, so in one of the scenes, Denise Richards is trying to figure out that Paul Walker's in the dinosaur. By the way, Paul Walker's in this for twenty minutes. Like he's out. <laughs> oh, you never see him I, again. I would say. Yeah, I would yeah. say like yeah, so, like ten. <laughs> so anyway, she he kind of steals her to try and like help her figure out that he's in there, mm-hmm. and she's of course knocked out in like a barn or whatever. A barn, yes. And she wakes up. She wakes up and she's terrified, and then he starts playing charades with her, and she's like super into it. Like she's like, oh, <laughs> like, and like, she's also so, so good. She's so good. She at it. it so fast. She's like and, Michael's and, brain. You've got Michael's brain. Yeah, <laughs> and then how did she get that? She's like so into him again immediately, and it is just like he is a dinosaur. Like yeah. he is. Like, you know, like, this is not, like, there's a whole bunch that's not okay. But he isn't I a dinosaur. Have... <laughs> I mean, he's I, also a robot. <laughs> that's fair. I do have to say mm-hmm. that whoever puppeteered that dinosaur's arm yeah. should have gotten an Oscar. <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> 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 yeah. 
There, yes. Yeah, there are some moments where it'll just be focused on a person, and then like the little arm would reach out. The little two-pronged two arm. <laughs> yeah. And it was, so, and it was like the wrong texture and like such a weird It was like white. It was like a white hand. Yeah. One, one, of, so one of the first things this Paul Walkasaurus does is hold a mirror up to its face to see what's going on. Yes. In defiance of everything we know about dinosaur arms. Yes. And it, like, I couldn't believe they went there. Like, at that point, just have it talk. Well, like, right? if, like, if you zoomed out, the dinosaur's arm would have to be 12 feet long to get in front of its no face, way. right? Like, there's no way. Yeah. Um, uh, another, I love the parts thing I, where the, oh. the camera was far away and you would just see the dinosaur walking in the distance because they all because they were so the camera was so close to the dinosaur because obviously it was not very good animatronics so they would just be like on an eye or on a mouth or whatever Mm -hmm. but then the few times where they show him in the distance it is like the just like uh a snapchat sticker like on the horizon (laughs) like just like i did laugh out loud the one time Denise Richards was riding it <laughs> <laughs> off in the distance. Like, that yeah. was the funniest shot. That was the funniest shot. Uh, can I read you guys my favorite line from this movie? Yes, of course. Uh, it is when, so, uh, what's the friend's name? Byron. Byron. Yes. Uh, some problems with that whole situation there. It's a very homophobic town to Byron. <laughs> it's crazy. But he um, is the highlight of the movie for me. <laughs> Oh, maybe. I this this line destroyed me though. Like this, I I, I know had exactly which one it is. Do you? Do I you? think so. Because it was not Byron. It was his dad, oh, the chief. No. Mm. Uh, and he he they're trying to figure out what's going on, and he says, "Damn, I knew I should have should have never left Detroit City." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like he talks normal the whole time, and then that's like the blackest line. Yeah. And it killed me. Yeah. It was so funny. Um, I thought you were going to oh, say man. when they were driving and Byron says, hang on to your boobs, girl. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and I, also another character I liked was um, the the scientist assistant Helga, who, <laughs> ass- who assisted in all of his work, but was in like the most body con um, <laughs> outfits, stealing bodies from morgues and Smoking cigarettes. She was hot. She, she was, was hot. hot. She was very fine. Oh, uh, what was the deal with the girls who kept like calling the bad guys? They were just like part uh, of the bad gang. Yeah, they were groupies. Yeah. Gosh. And to, and then they went to that high school biker bar and all got slaughtered by the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, okay, this movie is so violent in the most like cheesiest, the gore is silliest way, but it was super gory. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It so you're right. Like it is for thirteen-year-old boys because it's it super sexual and <laughs> super gory. But the gore was like, uh, it'd be like cut to like a piece of pizza being pulled apart, and then, <laughs> yeah. but it would be like someone's head. It'd be like being pulled off the body. It was like that, like gluey, like. Bleh. Yeah, like when they take out um, Paul Walker's brain, it literally just like looks like his skull is filled with red jello. Like yeah, that's mm-hmm. the level. Um, that's what. It, that's what. They're- and Jeremy. Uh, I know you were talking about camera handheld cameras. Mm. Did you have any? Did you have any problems with with the cinematography in this film? Uh, 
quite a few, but I know what they were going for because it's hard to like get that puppeteer and that dinosaur in the shot. But I did like really appreciate like the absolute honesty in terms of a couple times the dinosaur has to get driven around. And like, you know that that's what the crew uses to move the animatronic (laughs) thing. Like it's a giant yellow cube in with the top cut out of it (laughs) and a dinosaur head hole. Like that's what that's for. And they're like, let's just put it in the, let's just put it in. There was, let's just... there was a shot when um, the bully is making out with that girl in the car and the oh dinosaur and the dinosaur is going to eat them. Um, and the, the camera pans across the car and you can very clearly see the entire camera crew and camera in the reflection of the car <laughs> in, in this like black car at night. There's just like, you can see just like two, du- two dudes on a dolly. It was great. Um, and would it surprise you both to know that uh, the filmmaker found was approached by a man who had an animatronic T-Rex that he had in his possession for two weeks and was like, do you want something to do with this? And this guy was like, I will make a film based around this in concept. <laughs> that would not surprise me one iota. <laughs> uh, isn't, uh, didn't he also do like short circuit or something? What? Oh, Mac and me. Mac and me. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. It does. It's very Mac yeah. and me, actually. Yes. Oh, definitely. Now that you say that. And there is something charming just about the way that it's, like, set up and kind of, like, done in a poor way mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. But it is ultimately pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like, it, like it is, It you know. is sad. I, I felt bad for Paul Walker. When mm-hmm. his dinosaur was sobbing real tears, even though, yeah, again, it was animatronic, but I'm not sure how that happened. Um, I will say, I'm sure you noticed this, Sean, Denise Richards had some absolutely incredible fits in this movie. Oh, yes, very much. The Lukes were luking. Her hospital fit was very nice. Yeah. Some good I don't know what Lukes are, but she, she was dressed fancy. <laughs> she was dressed fancy. Yeah, it was, Denise looked gorgeous. She was a terrible actress. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> it was, yeah, I do, I just, I feel like everyone should seek this out because I had a lot of fun watching yeah, this movie. Yeah, it made me giggle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a very good bad movie. And as we've learned, you can play high, high on life and just jump in there, which also is like the craziest thing. That's like so that funny. is nuts. Uh, but yeah. So should we put put our picks in the chat? Yeah. And see who we're and do the reveal of who we thought picked. Let's what? do the reveal. Okay, I have mine locked okay. and loaded. Mine as should well. We ready? Down. Yeah. Yep. Three. Three. Two. Two. One. One. Okay, Jeremy put it in the wrong chat. He'll move it over. So oh no! My God. It's, there. it's okay, and it's there. Wow. Wow, this were is we right. all right? We this was right. We were all right. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so should we reveal? Yes, the reveal is Jeremy picked was tasked to pick a film for Sonya, and he picked Addicted to Love. Sean had to pick for Jeremy, and it was Tom. I picked Tammy and the T Rex, and Sonya had to pick for Sean, and it was Cha Cha Real Smooth. Well, we okay, just know I, each other too full well. disclosure, I didn't. I didn't know. That we were still picking for the person. I thought it was just for all three of us. We were just picking something. Oh, okay. I guess I picked when it was earliest, or the early 
uh, in stages of the show. The first, the first iteration. Yeah, because I was because my my intention was because Jeremy, I wanted him to have another sexy lady and dinosaur like film to to draw from. So. And, well, as opposed guys, to Jurassic worked. Park, it worked. It did yeah. work. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, as soon yeah, as okay, I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen any of them before we watched, and as soon as I started watching Cha Cha Real Smooth, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna know. They're gonna know in a heartbeat <laughs> that this was me." Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. No, uh, it it was it was quite simple to kind of figure it out. Uh, I still had a lot of fun with it, mm-hmm. but um, I did a hundred percent do the thing where I'm like, "Okay, I'll pick this movie, but they'll know it's me, so I'll pick this movie." But then, I'll pick the first pick because then they'll be like, "Was it?" Well, this the is the thing: is the, the molish behavior could have really thrown things, a wrench in things. So, I was banking. Well, on that. I was hoping someone yeah. would think it was someone else trying to seem like me because it was so obvious. <laughs> um. Okay, that was fun. Uh, Merry Christmas, y'all! Because we are off next week. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have to visit our families and give our gifts, our real gifts. But yeah, we gotta um, spread the Yule. Spread the Yule, light the log. But we will be replaying our uh, the radio show that we recorded like three years ago. <laughs> Is it We've that been dining long? out ever since. We have been dining out. Is it probably dated? Yes. Is it kind of stupid? Yes. But um, I wrote it, we recorded it, and we are very proud of it. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> It's a masterpiece. So it will be playing next week in in uh, our stead. And um, yeah, anything else you guys want to say before the year end? Or we have oh. one more show even after that, do we? No, I think our next show is next year. Oh my cool. gosh. So in we'll the be future doing of 2023? Our... Yeah, wild. So we'll be doing our year in review that week. Nice. Ooh. Well, see y'all next year. (laughs) (laughs) Glad glad you got that in, John. We'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their song, Manituna, for our theme song. And we'd like to thank everyone here at CJTR and everyone, all of you at home, for lending us your ears. We're broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Fridays at 3, and are available as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Play, and everywhere else podcasts are played. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, so give us a follow. Have a good night and have a good year. And a good holiday. Bye.